Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weeaboo Wednesdays. In this glorious month of November. Oni Tober is over. Now is the time of no's. In which we say no to the various weird-ass things that come from our favorite country. Yeah. So, um... Mark. Yes. Uh, well, I should have done a little research about your fucking ass before we started this episode. Yeah, I did my uh, own research and I thought you knew what we were on top of. Well, okay, so apparently Mark here was a healthy college student and a lot of, like the rest of us did not suckle at the teeth. Of uh, the easiest, lowest hanging dried fruit from the grocery store, <laughs> Nissan Cup Noodles, Maruchan, or as the weebs know it, Ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I did once in a while partake in said Ambrosia, but I went for a better brand, which cost an extra 25 cents. Yeah, well, okay, so you did uh, have instant noodles. Yes, I've had instant noodles. Okay. I didn't well, eat Top Ramen, which is what you kept telling me before this. Well, like that. That was essentially what I wanted it to talk about uh, along the entire phylogenetic tree of instant noodles, Mark. I have done many a comparison between said noodles in my college days. Oh, okay, so are you an instant noodle gourmand then? I am a slight gourmand at best, and at best I mean I've tried every one that ever showed up in my damn grocery stores. Ah. Oh, by the way, this week is brought to you by Hawaiian Sun Paso Guapa Nectar mixed with... Decuper Blue Curacao. Uh, we've uh, we've created a little drink. Uh, Mark uh, christened it such. Mark, why don't you tell them what it is? It's called the Beach Episode. Yep. Uh, like so, this drink. In order to make it, I suggest you uh, put in one finger of Blue Curacao into um, a little tumbler glass. What the fuck's a finger? A finger is literally a, a finger's amount of here. You order whiskey in a bar like that, so it's a finger uh. or two fingers. Okay. Uh, so it's measured by, like, holding your finger horizontally at the bottom of the What if box. you have fat fingers? Do you get more drink? Essentially, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's supposed to be an eyeball measurement for, I think, like, maybe, like, 300 milliliters, but I, I, I'm not entirely sure. So you do that, you spritz it up with, like, a, a, a jab or two of lemon juice, and then you flood the entire fucker with uh, Paso Guava Nectar, and then you slice up a star fruit and float that motherfucker up on the top, and you got yourself a nice little beach episode. Yep. Keep you warm, because you ain't got no waifu to <laughs> hold at night. Nope. <laughs> but, you can do, but you can't imagine the bikinis of said waifus as you're drinking a drink they're probably drinking. Yeah. Uh. What are, what, uh, oh, well, we'll get to what Mark is opening later. Yeah. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, instant noodles and Top Ramen at this episode. Because at one point in our life, we've probably had them. I think right. the earliest point in my life uh, I remember having them was uh, Top Ramen, Gatorade, and uh, uh, pieces of white bread. Because I had uh, flu when I was a little kid. And that was my... Uh, meal that I could eat that I did not throw up. Mm. How about you, Mark? The earliest time I had... I didn't have top ramen. My my mother insisted that I have the Sapporo Ichiban. Oh, so brand. you got, like, the nice brand. That's the nice brand. that went, A brand that would cost you maybe a qu about 50 cents to 75 cents, rather than a quarter. Oh. You got a bit more in it, and I actually... Me and my buddy used to, in high school, would eat, would cook like three things of it at once, and then like, th put it in a big bowl and we just pull from it. Aww. And then later in life, when I got more sophisticated, I picked up like, little meats and vegetables in which to throw into it. 
Yeah, see, like, you, you gotta... I, I remember they had that, like, little scene in fucking, um... Damn it, what was that Studio Ghibli anime? The one that's the Little Mermaid. Ponyo? Yeah, Ponyo, where, like, they make uh, Top Ramen, but their mom kind of, like, classes it up for them with, like, a piece of sliced ham and actual vegetables. Yeah, no, that's what you're... I think yeah, that was the original idea, dude. Well, yeah, uh, because yeah. it's like, okay, so going back all the way to the conception of uh, uh, Top Ramen... Oh, good God, you've done this for Yeah, you. I did research last night uh, because I was actually curious. So, cup of noodles... Is the Ur Ramen. Like, so they were first. They were the first one. Maro-chan is a competitor brand. Interesting. <laughs> so, Cup of Noodles was created in 1958, which kind of follows the Metal Gear... Uh, go back and listen to our Metal Gear episode <laughs> of uh, a, a tasty treat for Snake uh, while he's crawling through the fucking Brazilian jungle. We were trying to pick up the... Um, his favorite, his other favorite square block rations, the, what are they called? Craft made or, no, uh. Yeah, calorie made. Calorie made. Well, we'll probably get that on another, uh, Hopefully we'll have that by next episode in which we'll eat it on, <laughs> on podcast for you to listen to our realization that this is just hard tack. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it was made in 1958 by Momofuko Ando, uh, who is a half-breed Taiwanese-Japanese who founded the Japanese food company Nissan? Um, the first flavor, Mark, can you guess what it is? Um, soy sauce? No, chicken. Yeah, it was uh. chicken ramen spelled with a K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was, not, it was, it's not just with an, a K. It's, it's C H I K I N. Learn how to spell English. <laughs> God damn it, Japan! Japan. Oh, and, um, this is before we bombed you. Oh. <laughs> Actually, no, this is after we bombed you. Oh. So, uh, it wasn't until, uh, 1990 that they, we actually get, uh, you know, the varieties that we all come and know today, which is beef, chicken, and shrimp. Chicken, by the way, not having any chunks of, like, any meat inside of it is just a chicken powder. Which is kind of depressing. As a kid, I never understood. I kept getting the beef flavor. I was like, the fuck's the beef? Yeah, the beef is a little dehydrated parts. They didn't uh, figure out how to dehydrate things, I, th I think, till uh, the 1970s. Because the first, uh, it, w it was weird. Apparently, like, the first time, like, instant noodles came out, they were considered a luxury food. I did know that. I yeah, did know that. because they're, like, uh, they're, uh, I think they were, like, 35 yen more expensive than, like, the homemade noodles that you could get in the store. Yeah, because like, the idea was it took more work to make. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, they're, they're, uh, at first, I think they were flash fried <laughs> before they were dehydrated. Hmm. Yeah. So, now they're sold in the foam bowls and they're, uh, insulated very well. Apparently, um... I, I, On a completely separate note, you can also get a fleshlight that is looks like an instant noodle cup. So you can masturbate at work! Oh, well, I wanted to uh, segue into that later. No. Uh, it's so seminal. Yeah, apparently in uh, Times Square, uh, until 2006, there was a Top Ramen, uh, uh, or a cup noodle sign uh, <laughs> in Times Square where, like, a chimney was. Mm. Uh, so, like, the top is always foaming, uh, uh. making you want this uh, seductive treat. Yes, but even if you go to the to the top, is it top ramen? Yeah, no, the cup of noodle, wet um, factory, which is open to the public. Yeah, you can go in there at the end of the tour. You can make your own cup, and they will seal it, and you can um, decorate it, and they will seal it, and put whatever little chunks of dried shrimp, meat, 
vegetables on it you can want. Mine is just uh, uh, three noodles and a bunch of the meat chunks and the dehydrated <laughs> shrimp. Uh, you cannot do that, sir. Why not? You, I paid my $5 to get it. I'm getting my fucking Michael Robin. Now you put this logo on there. Is this a picture of your penis? Yes, it is. It's not impressive, which is why I want it on the cup. That's what I think of you. <laughs> Harame <laughs> would be sad for you. Oh God! <laughs> Why you gotta bring that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Close on our minds. Apparently, uh, shit. I I had it earlier, but um, I think apparently uh, Thailand or uh, Korea is like the world's top consumer in uh, instant noodles. I could believe Korea, mostly because of the whole gaming situation they have up there. Yeah. Um, Dang, it's, it's just like, there's a lot of it. Uh, uh, apparently, also, they No, got, China's like, the biggest. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. As of 2010. Oh, okay, as of 2010. Approximately 96 billion servings of instant noodles are eaten worldwide every year. China consumes 42 billion packages of instant noodles per year. And that's 44% of the world's consumption. Jesus. Slow down, China. <laughs> no, do it. Feed your people. Don't end up like South, like North Korea. Well, this is why I was actually doing calculations earlier. You see, Mark, uh, mm. the top ramen actually had to... Oh, a bunch of like the different ramen brands had to actually do massive recalls because apparently mm. a lot of the compounds that they use inside of their soups do not pass international laws as they <laughs> should be feeding people. <laughs> Some preservatives are on par with things you preserve a corpse with. <laughs> um... I think it was either in Thailand or Korea. Uh, I pulled up an article earlier. I had it on my phone so I could uh, have some legitimacy, but then I remembered where I'm using my platform on, and I realized, oh, that's not going to be a concern. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, women who eat it have um, been experiencing a lot of things, like early onset uh, diabetes, uh, all of, uh, shit, I forgot all of it, but it's uh, definitely not good for your system, especially if you consume it, like, as your daily bread and such, and <laughs> which brings me to my calculation. Mm. So, it's actually kind of reasonable, but, um, so I went up on, like, the World Health Organization and the CDC, all, also along with the Poison Hotline, <laughs> and I found out what the lethal dosage of salt is that you need. <laughs> so, uh, it goes in LODs, or, uh, so it's 12, uh, for a human being, it's, you need 12 gra uh, approximately 12 grams of salt per kilogram. Now, I did a quick measurement, rounded it up, I'm 56 kilograms, uh, as a... A more or less full-grown man. <laughs> now, uh, one cup of instant ramen beef has one gram of salt, so I did the calculations. I would need to consume 672 uh, cups of <laughs> hot noodle to kill myself. <laughs> or just the powder. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, essentially just like the powder. Well, you want to know a funny story? Nestle tried to get um, tried to get in on the instant noodle scene. Yeah, they're one of the ones that got like they, yep. they, in India. Yeah. In India, they had a mess. They had a seven times the allowed amount of lead contamination in their yeah, noodles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to which has led um, um, most of the Indian states to ban the product completely. <laughs> Great job, America! Your first attempt at instant no international instant noodles, and you poison a country. Yeah.
Well, that's why we tested it over there, not here. <laughs> that shit would not fly here. <laughs> India, maybe. <laughs> no one gives a shit, which is sad. <laughs> oh, they need to work on taking care of their people. Oh, you mean we need to work on not testing our shit on other countries? I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about India. The amount of the mass amount of poor people in India. Oh well, okay, yeah, that that's also uh, well, that's uh, India on our separate podcast. Uh, uh, um, India under fire, uh, a critical scope of the socio political situation in India. Uh, our next podcast, check us out on YouTube and uh, our link below. I'm not making this shit. <laughs> Produced by Michael, <laughs> who Alone. didn't do any research and is just making shit up about India. <laughs> Alright. You know anything else to add on your instant noodle craze? Well, I was wondering, uh, what would you put into your instant noodle to spice it up? Because I know I've been seeing an anime, they glorify that shit. I mean, uh, like, ne- like top uh, 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 cup noodle only got popular because they were used in a, a Mitsubishi commercial. <laughs> I must, and, like, uh, henceforth they've shown up and had, like, cameos and, like, multiple popular animes. Well, for anime-wise, normally, at least, like, in one of my favorite series, you should all check it out, called Bento, in which it is, the best way to describe it is massive street brawls. With the lowest stakes possible. With the lowest stakes possible. Fighting over the 50% of bentos at the end of the day. And the losers who couldn't get a bento would usually um, just grab a, like a rice ball or a cup of instant noodles. That was like the thank you for trying prize. The consolation prize. Imagine going to the emergency room for a broken jaw and splinters of wood in your arms for trying to get save four dollars. You know what I would love uh, if we opened an ironic instant noodle co- or corporation and it's like uh, this. Blank featureless foam cup, and like the top just has like a shitty gold star that says you tried. <laughs> the other ones say it's hard being an adult. <laughs> you tried. It's hard being an adult. We understand. There's the other. There's the other business idea I've had, um, called misfortune cookies. Yeah. A cook a, a fortune cookies with black with black food coloring in them, with nothing but like bad predictions on on the tickets. I do. I, I'll pay you fifty dollars to eat those silica pellets. You'll pay me fifty dollars to eat them. Yeah. Don't do it, Mark. <laughs> That's a trick because you will die. <laughs> will you do expand in my stomach? Uh, I just think it's like incredibly toxic <laughs> because they're uh, essentially put in things to dehydrate them or to keep them not moist. That's why these these rice crackers wrapped in seaweed taste so good. Yeah. Made by... Actually, honestly, there is no... I can't read the brand on this. Yeah. Uh, by the way, pro bachelor tip, if you live in, like, a kind of a damp place or, like, <laughs> a, like a very humid uh, environment, such as Louisiana or, like, damp places in San Francisco or Seattle, save your silica pallets and put them in your clothes drawers to make sure your clothes don't end up damp so they don't fall apart. <laughs> Well, you asked me what I would put in my instant ramen. Yeah, what have you put in there to make it like more palatable? <coughs> well, I've never had the the dried shrimp before, so I'd throw some of those in there for just to try it. Yeah, the dried shrimp one's not bad. Uh, like I throw a bunch of corn, a bunch of seaweed, and uh, some salt. 
Uh, uh, well, what were you like, expecting me to say? What, Alaska? Because I'm. Uh, no, <laughs> but honestly, that kind of. That sounds kind of good. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little vodka in there. Maybe a matzo ball. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, matzo ball. Yeah, like a have. matzo ball, and then you swirl the noodles around it, so there's just like a little floating matzo ball, and then yeah. it's a cup of noodles. Yeah. So essentially, you just have a little grain, a little wheat ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. matzo balls. Matzo balls good. Super yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> they are. I'm not ragging up like they're good. I agree. I love it. It's super silly. It's just chicken stock and a fucking uh, matzo ball. Yep. It's great. If, it if you have it with real up. chicken in it too, it's even better. Uh, yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I've had it with uh, an egg I put on the side. I tried to soft boil an egg and put it in. Like, that was pretty good. You put egg at the center of your matzo ball? No, in my ramen. Oh. Oh, yeah, egg is good. Yeah, like putting an egg in there, scrambling the egg. Yep. Uh, I tried it once with uh, um, scallop lips, I think. The fuck are scallop oh, lips? Oh, well, okay, so I went... <coughs> <coughs> you fucking third world country? <laughs> Uh, I think they're either scallop lips or clam lips, and I think it's like, you know when you rip a clam out of the shell and there's, uh, stuff- I used to know the, uh, like, the word for what it is. It's like the outer part of the clam, it's, uh- Membrane? Well, it, it, it's kind of like the ligaments that stay attached to the shell eventually, so clams are bivalves, which means they have two shells, and they have, like, muscles that contract to pull the shells onto them. Mm-hmm. So the lips are essentially the muscles that, like- grab and like they're essentially the arms mm-hmm. but you don't eat that you just rip out the clam and like essentially parts of the they look you like devour lips. its torso yeah they look like lips are attached to the thing so i'm assuming the clam lips are them scraping that part of the clam off drying them from like really big clams and selling them in packets of daiso <laughs> so i bought a pack of those some seaweed flakes and an instant ramen and see how it would taste and uh, it's okay but like uh, apparently they're not supposed to be rehydrated oh <laughs> yeah. they just become gristle yeah essentially <laughs> like really gummy uh fish tasting gristle which you know I didn't mind, but I didn't want. <laughs> Says the Andrew has eaten maggoty English muffins. You do what you have to do when you're in college. My God, were you even in college? You were at home. No, I was in college. I was in a dorm. Okay, listeners. Crying uh, into Michael's life at a college dormitory when he was a sad freshman with his life collapsing around him. I had a shitty toaster that I bought for a dollar at a thrift store and the entire thing fucking heated up. <laughs> to the temperature inside the toaster, including the little uh, switchy thingy. <laughs> and it would get stuck, so I had to grab the switchy thingy and flip it up in order to get my fucking food from the toaster. Like it was an angry robot that Satan made. <laughs> and like that morning, I was like, okay, I have to fight the fucking toaster again and like go on with my miserable existence. I uh, go over to the drawer I've been using as a pantry since I can't have a pantry inside my dorm since what? I'm also not allowed to have a toaster in there. <laughs> but fuck it. <laughs> now this sounds like a personal problem. So I go over, uh, open up my jar. It's full of flies. Apparently the maggots have gotten into it. I like open it up and there's like maggots inside the English muffins I have. And I'm like, you know what? I bet as long as I microwave them, It'll be safe. 
Like, they just popped out. They're not exposed to anything. So I popped those motherfuckers in the toaster, and, like, I cooked those shits up, and I ate it. I ate it all, and you know what? I couldn't even taste them. You want to know the funny thing is? You're making yourself sound a lot more manly than the time you told me this story. The time you told me the stories, you began eating them. And you freaking started, you grabbed them out, you pulled them out of the drawer. You didn't even mention the fucking toaster the last time. You decided to eat your English muffins. A halfway few bites in, you notice things moving in it. Yeah. And then you decided to call your dad going, I, I ate Maggoty. Yeah. Am I going to die? I didn't call my dad and ask him if I was going to die. I called my dad to let him know his son's a man now. <laughs> I have tasted the flesh of another creature I have slain, father. The fly sings the messenger. Are you proud of me? You should be. He's not. They do it all the time back home. It's more protein, damn it. Oh my god. Did I, um, did I show you, uh, my, uh, my, my family has a Facebook feed from the Philippines, and one day they pulled a snake out of their toilet. <laughs> and like there's just this huge ass fucking snake that they're pulling out of the toilet there and like well we found out what was wrong with it and the next picture is just them having a barbecue outside <laughs> fucking chopped up the snake and cooked it you were right Michael Monster Hunter is based in the Philippines yeah <coughs> you get, it's either be eaten as you've described it oh my god there's six foot long fruit eating lizards there <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fruit eating, so it's Yeah, fine. they're like peaceful, stupid alligators. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen them before, Michael? Uh, well, like, I found them on, like, a BBC, like, thing of, like, you know, the top, uh, top, like, apparently every year they have this expose of, like, the top ten, like, great, like, uh, coolest new discovered creatures, and I think it was, like, uh, 2012 or something. 2012 to 2013, they had, like, a whole bunch... And, and, like, a lot of them make sense. It's like, oh, and it's new beetle, or, like, we discovered, like, this new thing. Uh, the cool one, number three, I remember, was, like, this underwater, uh, bioluminescent mushroom. And that's I was like, oh, cool. that's really cool. And the second one was like, oh, we, we're counting this one in because we thought this deer species in Africa has been extinct until it showed up in the market. Apparently, they just live in this, like, uninhabited part of Africa, and they actually have a healthy population. I was okay. like, oh, that's right. And number one was six-foot fruit-eating <laughs> lizard in the Philippines. It's like, how did you fucking miss this? Like, the, the rest of them make sense. Like, what is under the fucking water? The others are, like, super tiny, like, smaller than my hand. <clears throat> but, oh. <laughs> like, this is the size of this fucking table, and I showed my dad it, and it, like, dad goes to a photo album and flips through, and it has a picture of him my age throwing rocks at it, like, <laughs> as it's going in his fucking orchard. They're apparently a huge problem, or they were in the Philippines, because they would go in and, like, they would fuck up your mango plantation. <laughs> so, essentially, they're kangaroos of Philippines. But they don't... Giant, worthless animals that are just nuisances. But they don't attack people, to my knowledge. <laughs> uh, that's, that is much better. You know, it's practice. Grab one of those. It's practice for being the crocodile hunter. Oh. You can just tackle them to the ground and wrestle them. I'm just imagining, like, giant alligators with, like, concerned dog faces. Like, oh, no, no. Let <laughs> go. I just wanted mango. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the Philippines they have like lucky charms or like me gusta mango. 
And then, like, instead of a leprechaun, there's, like, a fucking, uh, uh just six-foot-long fruit-eating lizard. And, like, the kids keep denying him a cereal, but he's, like, the victim in the commercial. And it's like, no, I just wanted my mango! And that's, uh, like, that's it at the end of every episode. <laughs> he's just like, back in! Back in the begin sucking! <laughs> <laughs> Stop babbling moon speak at me. <laughs> but have you done anything else to like spice up your Robin life? <laughs> Since then? Not really. I still just add seaweed, egg, and beef to mine. Like actual strips of shabu shabu beef. Okay, see, like that would make it an actual That's meal and not like a desperate person's attempt to feed themselves. No, essentially what I would do is I'd go to like the local Asian market. And this was back when I was living, this was before college. I would do this in high school. You had a, I probably did it beforehand as a legitimate meal. If I'd go up to the local place, get like, at, get a piece of like meat, so like a little like steak or something like that. Have them slice it, like, slice it up really thin, and many times they've already pre-done it frozen, so that'll just cost me eight or nine bucks. And I spread it, and I have, and I just cook, cook, like, several slices, and throw it in a ramen, it would last, like, seven, like, ten meals, probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, like, I think it was just because you had access to kind of, like, Clement and, like, the more exactly. Asian part of the city. I mean, I grew up in Mission, so yeah. it was a mission for all of you people who are not in San Francisco is, like, the more ethnic neighborhood. Predominantly, it's um, uh, Latin American uh, with uh, a bunch of other ethnicities mixed in there. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of bodega markets. So it was essentially, like, uh, south of the border type of food, mm -hmm. which was pretty good, but it was mostly corn about like uh, generous heapings of meat mm -hmm. which fits in perfectly with the Filipino diet mm -hmm. <coughs> and same with Japanese diet rice and meats and veggies but I generally didn't eat veggies as a child no no yeah. no probably not the greatest decision no I've, yeah. I've regretted that since I now eat my vegetables yeah I, I, I'm a healthy growing boy I gotta Gotta, uh, I gotta keep all the the veggies in, which is why I'm eating rice crackers with seaweed around them right this, now. This isn't really a count, Michael. <laughs> Shut up! I'm trying my best. Let's see here. At best, you're getting 4% of your vitamin C and 4% of your iron. Excellent. That's all I need. <laughs> the minimum to survive. But otherwise, you're getting <coughs> 270 milligrams of sodium. Uh, so it's that's like, um... That's like... 0.2 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, ha! Not even close to what it takes to kill me with salt. <laughs> You're uh, playing the long game, Michael. You don't understand. Yeah. I wonder if, like, the lethal dosage can be done in a week, because I feel like I could eat 600 uh, uh, cup ramen in a week. I don't... But I know, and, like, once you eat 10, you just get sick because of all the other uh, preservatives and compounds in there. Yeah. And I only uh, know this because a kid tried to do it in high school and ended up vomiting and going to the hospital. So when you knew or just a story? It was just, uh, I didn't know them. I was in the room with them. Oh. Yeah. He wasn't in my class. <laughs> Alright. Before we move on to our next topic, I think, which it will be weird Japanese restaurants. Okay. Let us try some of these weird Japanese snacks I purchased for us. Right, so what are we calling this little uh, uh, tasty segment? You put me on the spot, damn it. Pop your tops. No. Uh, um, 
We'll figure out something. Yeah, we'll figure Probably out Probably some, some stupid, shitty catchphrase from a show that I've turned filthy because <laughs> it involves uh, opening your mouth. Now then. Open your mouth for Nippon. <laughs> okay. This first thing we're having is completely in Japanese, and I can't understand what it is, but it is made by the Senjaku Candyland Company. And they is Candyland actually in there? Yeah, it says the word I am already suspicious. <laughs> what, you, what, you think it's made by small children? No, I am thinking it's made by, like, a guy wearing a wife beater and in his underwear. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They're not made like underage pornographic sex dolls. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow, so they've been a company since 2006. They've got six years of candy making under their belt. And these appear to be soda candy. Yeah, hard candies. I think I got like the melon, uh, honeydew melon flavor. I got one that looks like a sunflower, and I've no. It's got little bit, little sprinkles in it. Yeah, you got the one with sprinkles. All right, let's pop this shit. And see what happens. Hmm. I'm getting Ooh. that. Uh, I'm getting the same kind of fizzle <clears throat> feel you would get. Yeah, I'm getting um a, uh, a creamy melon. I think mine's supposed to be shaved ice melon. I'm getting. Like lemon, like a lemon, le very lemony. Oh, maybe you got uh, the ramenay flavor. No, that's melon. Mm. That's a melon flavor. What mine? Yeah, mine is. Well, ramenay is lemon. Is lemon soda? I mean, melon soda. Oh, really? Because ramenay is a, a corruption of the English word lemonade. Really? Yeah. Ramenay does not taste like lemonade at all. It it, it it tastes like a Sprite, like Jap the Japanese take on Sprite to me. Mm. I'm gonna take a chewing in this. What's inside? Ah! Oh. Ah! The fuck was that? What happened? <clears throat> I'm not reaching into your mouth to find out. So you, <laughs> you describe <laughs> it to our audience. Describe your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I expected in the center. I can't even describe it for It's kind of like mouth to water so much. Oh. This is weird. I think those sprinkles are more like little gum pieces. Oh. Because they're sticking in my teeth. I have no idea what this is. So it looks like it's a hard candy and encased inside of it is floating pieces of sprinkle gum. And, and something horrible, horribly odd. Michael, yeah. you have one of these. Well, I'm going through mine right now. Let's see. Uh, I don't think mine has a center. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think nope. so. Mine just a hard candy through and through. Yeah, because it seems like yours might be this special <clears throat> edition because it goes. It shows three of them is like the other three, and then one of them is your melon one. Yeah, I got the special edition. Yep. Okay, you you have one of those sunflower ones to see if you can figure out what the hell it tastes like. Yeah, so uh, the the packet for those uh, enterprising weebs who wants to buy this is uh, bright red. It's got like a, a soda bottle on the front. There are th uh, four flavors apparently. Uh, umbrella flavor, uh, cool sunglasses uh, wearing sun flavor, sunflower flavor, which, which Mark is, just had, and deception. melon soda flavor. You have one of those. That was weird. I had a weird like, um, what's that? What's that term for those weird videos that cause weird feelings in you again? Uh, I think that's just ASMR. I don't. I don't know what even say. I don't even remember what it fucking stands for. I don't even know for. what that is. They're weird videos that cause like those like because like the, the using sounds and like cause like weird 
chills down your back and the like. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I'm going to discard this autonomous sensory meridian response. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like sounds that feel good. Oh. All right. So is it like the white sound where you play it in your classroom and everybody just gushes? The white sound. I mean, shh. No, I'm referring to white as in semen. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, I just threw candy at Michael's chin. I'm discarding my hard candy from my mouth into my cup. That is uh, my beach episode. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a I'll have a sunflower one at the end of the episode so okay. I can see what all the whole blue is about. It was so weird. Genius. <laughs> Ah, I'm getting weird feelings. So that was our first segment of our Japanese tasty treats. But we're not quite done. There's one more that needs to be eaten. Oh, They're right. called Kalpikot. Oh. Kalpi... Kaplikokot. Are there, uh, these things right over here? Yes, they are. They're like little chocolate hearts made by the guys who make Kalpiko. Okay, so I'm looking at a little packet with little chocolate, uh, little hearts that look like they're... Oh. oh. It's like, they call them, like, double chocolate hearts. On the, on the... Can, on a translated nutritional. Okay. Oh, it's light. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. It's got, a little, it's got a bunch of little tiny air bubbles in it. You know, it's, uh, it looks like very aerated chocolate. Mm-hmm. And uh, served in a tiny little uh, brown uh, bandolier of uh, hearts you get. Oh, let me see. Three, I call it chocolate. Twelve hearts. Uh, like the maximum hearts you could get in Legend of Zelda. I would call it, <laughs> actually... What? Is it actually the maximum bars you can... I don't know. I feel like that's uh, how many you get because, like, you get two rows. Well, you skip... But I think each row has, like, eight or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because you get nine. You get, like, a total... In Legend of Zelda, in the first one, there's the first three bosses. Uh-huh. And then it's the next... was, like, seven for the medallions? I think it is. Because in Ocarina of Time, it's first the three jewels. I, I would also like to state I've never played a 3D Legend of Zelda game. I've only played, like, the Game Boy. I am hosting this show with you, and you're bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> <laughs> a true weave who talks about things he doesn't know about. What are you talking about? I'm the perfect person here. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next segment. Weird ass... Japanese restaurants. Now, we've talked before about made cafes and how similar they are actually to Joe's Crab Shack. Okay, I'll try and draw analogies to regular American restaurants. Let's start with the first, the weirdest one that I found in my searches. It's called Prison Hospital. It's a prison hospital themed, and it's Alcatraz ER. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Okay. In which you have your nurses, your, your waitresses in, like, nurses' outfits... The food, the drinks are like in IV fluid bags, and you're literally- Wait, they're actually injected to you intravenously? No, I wish oh. they were, but they're like put into your glass so you can like drink them from the No, sack. that'd be hella dangerous, Mark. Oh, completely. And it looks essentially like a fucking dungeon, and like even the little cells you're, e you're eating in are like cramped. Like, you like- You'd be crouching down with your head in your shoulders kind of situation. Well, maybe Japanese uh, people enjoy that to get rid of the tedium of their boring lives. No, cat, that is chocolate. That is not for you. <laughs> and 
They'll lock you in as well into your your cell. You don't come out until you finish this meal and tip me at least twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> and it's literally it's the food is really bizarre. Like some of it's like sir, I think I saw someone was served in a fucking uh, uh, what's what's the term for it? Um, a trough. bedpan. Oh, bedpans. I'm looking at like the so waitress plate. I'm looking at the pit, at the waitress's station right now, and it looks like they just got like one of those like. Little butane, uh, butane, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, butane stoves, stoves to warm up, like, tea or something like that. Wow. It seems really, you're paying extra for a place that looks kind of janky, and the entire place is almost like a fucking, like, like a haunted house, essentially, but prison themes. I feel like, uh, maybe this is a vast overestimation of ja Japanese cuisine, but in a country that has so many tasty things... Maybe the tastiest thing is just being fed trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here, I forgot about this. They'll also mix your drinks with a vibrator. I don't see how that has anything to do with prison. <laughs> prison rape? I don't know. The, just like, oh, here comes the warden. I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, at least in Joe's Crab Shack, everything is either <laughs> nautical or crab themed. <laughs> yeah, take a look. Oh, fucking hell. It, here's literally a picture of a girl mixing what appears to be a pomegranate drink with a vibrator. With a rabbit vibrator, okay. Yep. Um, <coughs> oh, here's another one which I found hilarious in the complete opposite direction. The Criston Cafe. Yep, it's a Jesus-themed eatery. I, Have you ever been to a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> this is true. But, like, the the cocktails are named Angel's Trap and Death Scythe Hell. Okay. And, of course, this is all um, placed in Shinjuku, of course. Yeah. Place, and occasionally used as a revenue for all-night fetish parties. Well, at least, like, that's the venue. I also appreciate how Japan does the same thing and appropriates cool words in our language, like we do to theirs. Yep. Mount Fuji, you mean Mount Fujiyama, you mean Mountain Fuji Mountain. Yeah. It's like uh, the uh, in Sword Art Online in the second season, the the bad guy serial killer's name, since it's an international game, is oh. Death Gun. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> now, alright, this one is actually kind of, in my opinion, a really cool one. The oh. place is called Zao. Or Zao, I, I, however I'm butchering the name. Essentially, they have, like, a large aquarium around the place, and you catch your own fit. They actually give you nets or fishing rods, and you can catch what you cook. Okay, see, that's... That is awesome. That's pretty... I would go to that restaurant. Yeah. It... Um, yeah, all the catches have to be paid for, obviously, but, like... And it's like, expect to spend 40 to $50 for the experience. Well, yeah. I would do that. I would do that. I'd be like, oh, uh, uh, like, what would you have, sir? Fishing rod? Net? I'll take the harpoon. Ooh, very good. And then when the maitre d' turns around, you spear him in the back. <laughs> and then everybody's shocked. It's like, I paid for it. <laughs> and then you drag his carcass over the Bunsen burner and you start cooking. No, but they'll prepare any way you want. So they'll do sashimi, they'll do fried, they'll do grilled, they'll do whatever you want to it. Oh, cool. So that's what I find really cool. So I can, like, if I manage to catch a fucking salmon in this place, I am going to be having all the salmon sashimi I can eat. 
I uh, I just hope they don't have tilapia there. Uh, well, let's put it this way: would if a tilapia, live tilapia fish, hanging out with a regular fish, with uh, another fish, would that kill you? You know, that's a good question. Pro well, probably not. <laughs> Unless, like, they eat the tilapia, but yeah. nobody, like, I don't think a lot of other fish eat the tilapia because they're bottom feeders. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. allergic to tilapia, <laughs> folks. There's another one, which was the Shooting Bar EA, in which it is literally, it is quite literally a gun range and restaurants. Which I, another one of the, you bet, I know this isn't in the weird section, but let's be honest, this should be in America. Yeah. Why is there not a shooting, well, actually, there's a really good reason not to have alcohol and a shooting range at the same place. But that doesn't stop some states, Mark. It, this is very true. Yes. And there are some states where you can open carry a gun into a sports arena. <laughs> yes, one of the dumbest <laughs> possible things you could probably do. And not only that, this, I would like to add also to confirm, yes, this eatery does have, serve beer and gun-themed cocktails. Oh, so yeah, you can get drunk and shoot things, which is, <laughs> we don't know if any of these places still exist to this day. As our research shows, which is minimal at best, they do exist as far as we know. So if you were going to open a crazy uh, uh, a restaurant in Japan, what would you theme it, Mark? Uh, you're just throwing something like out of nowhere? Yeah. Because I got a couple. <laughs> the off the top of my head, I would do like a and d themed restaurant. Okay. In which you, you, pay for your, you pay for it at the front of the door, and then you literally roll the dice. And depending on how well you roll, whatever dish you're asking for, it can turn really, really awesome and fancy and you'll be getting more than what you're paying for. Or it can turn really, really sucky. Oh, okay. So, like, on a 20, you get, like, a French cuisine-level, like, meal. But at a 1, you might as well go to a Taco Bell. You're literally given Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. So if you ask for, like, beef or something like that, if you ask for, like, the beef steak, at a 1, you'll get, like, a hamburger kind of thing. Yeah. A shitty meat kind of thing. Enough to satisfy you, but obviously not that good. But on a 20, we will give you, like, a filet mignon. Yeah, Le Boeuf, like, done at your table, like, old yeah. French style. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like that. Yeah. No, and I would like the I would like to do it, like, freaking, uh, whatchamacallit style, like, Benihana style. Okay. And your dice, and the dice are, like, all, like solidified, like, either butter or something like that, so when you roll it, you can roll it on the grill. And, and that's then it, like, sizzles away. Exactly. Okay. You've made your decision. You can't roll again. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, roll it, you roll it, it stays, and then it turns on the heat, and they all melt away. Or, or, or no, no, no. Like, uh, another thing, it could be, like, a solid piece of potato, like, cut in the shape of a D20. Okay. Or, like, a, 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 a onion or something. And then you roll it in front of the chef, and the chef Benihana is the dice that chops it up <laughs> to, like, create the base of whatever it is. So that would also cool. be pretty cool. I like that, like a mystery menu determined by a D20. Yeah, or, or probably, <laughs> more likely probably a D6. Yeah. Just because trying to have each chef to remember 20 different things, 20 different styles of each thing, it's also just going to come down to what are we going to do with, like, the difference between a, t a 15 and a 14. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine it would only be open, like, uh, uh, several times a, a week. Yeah, it, it is. it would get a little tough. Yeah, everybody's walking around in, like, full plate mail or sexy witch yes. outfits. No, definitely, yep. Uh, 
And you were given, and you're given the. Uh, no, I don't want to turn this into a medieval times thing as well. Oh well, you do. You don't want people like jousting around. No. Why not? Because listen, I'm paying enough for the Benihana grill setup and the chefs. You know, I don't have enough for the actors in a large well, open is, stage. This is assuming that you have the money to do this uh, venture the way listen, you want it. Plus, you get distracted from your Benihana chef. Yeah, well, you do that like, uh, like fucking Joe's Craft Show, where at the top of the hour, the chefs just stop, and then they're like, Behold! The Golden Dragon! <laughs> and, like, uh, there's, like, a fucking wizard, like, throwing onions at a dragon, like, ah! <laughs> 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 and the dragon's mouth is, like, a fucking, uh, uh, chop grater, and, like, it goes into his stomach, and it turns into blooming onions that the dragon shits out. <laughs> that would actually- No, and what would be really cool is, like, they have a little- Friggin' like, you have each station doing the whole stupid, like, represent, like, for each group. Like, four st four, four sections, uh -huh. and they all have, like, an iPad from them, and you choose party members to go up against it. Oh, okay. So you can choose a really bad group of, like, four wizards, and then they just get murdered, and it's like, it's up to the everyone to work together unspeakingly to defeat it. Yeah, they yeah. They actually have a balanced group. Yeah. You, you're, you force your captive audience to participate you know? while their bellies are full. You know? And then you have the person dressed up as a bubby mop up the mess afterwards. <laughs> <coughs> but, alright, that was my idea. Michael? Uh, well, I was thinking of some sort of a weird Halloween one, where it's kind of like a haunted house that you, uh, or like you go through. Um, something where, like, all the dishes that are, uh, I'm thinking of, like, uh, mm -hmm. uh, tandoori or, like, a uh, stewed style where, like, all of them are served within, like, a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, possibly you have to kick your way through a bunch of pumpkins to get mm -hmm. into the restaurant. <laughs> also, all of the people serving you are ghosts. <laughs> like, sheet ghosts, and they're like, woo! What would you like on the menu? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And then, like, there are mirrors over the tables, and the mirrors are, like, really, like, really, uh, double mirrors. And, like, you look at the mirror, and then, like, it appears in blood font in the menu. <laughs> that would hurt your neck. And think if you could, if someone. Yeah, had it's blood. like, it, it, it's like, uh, like, if we were sitting right over here, the mirror would be, like. Oh, you know, I thought you went above them. No, no, no. Oh, it'd be right next to you. So you'd be like, where's the menu? The menu is right over there. <laughs> and then, like, it appears. And then, like, it'd be cool if it's like, oh, we're checking out, checking out, but you've been here all along. And they have, like, an LCD screen where they just Photoshop your face into, like, the founders of, like, 1945 or whatever. Okay. Alright, I, I didn't get to this one, but this one actually looks amazing. Oh, is that the robot restaurant? Robot restaurant. Like, yeah, that was on uh, um, uh, No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain. Yep. And there's a live robot show. Yep, it is a robot <laughs> fighting with girls in bikini, in, metal, in like metal bikinis. Yeah, and they kind of like pole dance and stuff. Yep. Yeah, everything anyway. like a uh, weeaboo would want. Yep, it's it's pretty much everything you want from a cyborg anime. Yeah, fighting robots, bikini-clad girls doing sexy things, and lots of bright colors. Yeah, an uh, epileptic nightmare. Yep, that is pretty cool. Note self, put that on my list when I go to Japan. Oh God. One day we're gonna have like an episode where we're actually broadcasting out. We're in Japan. <laughs> 
No one likes us! We're in Japan, no oh. one likes us because we don't match the skin color and they know I'm not Japanese. <laughs> and apparently because I'm from America, Japanese, they're not okay with that. Uh, like, uh, why do you think they don't like you, Michael? Oh, well, first of all, I'm wearing a, a, a white suit with an American flag tie and American flag uh, uh, pants and a uh, vest. Also, I have the American flag draped across my shoulder, and I refuse to walk around people, and I push people out of my way. <laughs> well, Michael! Michael! This is why we haven't been able to get a hotel yet! It's day three! <laughs> It's not my fault they won't accept the American dollar, the most powerful form of currency. No! That's the euro! No, not anymore, I think, yeah, but... Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. How, how is this possible? Does that, like... There's no me? gold behind our money. Well, there's Fort Knox, maybe. I don't there know. There is no gold behind our money, Michael. Well, like, the gold standard is, like, a weird thing. I just choose to accept that this, like, piece of cloth is, like, worth, uh, like, a bag of army men, which is what I <laughs> relate everything to. Like, apparently, uh, uh, six Hawaiian sons are worth six bags of army men. So if we're breaking army men down... What are you talking about? Bases, it's 459. Uh, so a bag of... Uh, four, four, uh, four and a half bags of army men. Yes. Which if we're breaking down to their basis uh, components is like uh, a quarter pound of plastic. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Alright, and I think we've gotten to that part of the show where we give recommendations. Yes. Now then, which one do... Michael, you're first this time. I went first last time with Goodbye World. Okay. Um, I would actually like to recommend an anime that I have seen a long time ago. It's very hard trying to find it uh, again. Or uh, really anything that's relating to it other than a very obscure porno I found. <laughs> um... Which I found uh, looking up, trying to looking, uh, <laughs> trying to look up apparel for it, but oh, it's God. called uh, a Benobashi Magical Shopping Arcade. Ah, that is <clears throat> actually pretty well known. Continue. Really? Yes. Okay. Maybe. In my anime club, they kept we had members constantly trying to push it, but honestly, the first episode was pretty slow, so it was kind of hard for us. It, it's like a pretty slow first episode, but it ramps up afterwards. Uh, I like I'm probably remembering it wrong, but there's like. The two main characters are, like, this dark-skinned girl and, like, uh, the Japanese boy with a cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, they're in, like, this flea market, and then, like, they fall through... And, like, it's essentially one of my favorite genres, which is a fall-through-the-floor fantasy, where, like, you know, kids fall through the floor and, like, they have to learn something in the fantasy world to bring uh. back to the real world. But I guess in this anime, they learn nothing. <laughs> So they fall through the floor into the fantasy world, which keeps changing into, like, weird uh, anime genres, and it keeps, like, spoofing on them. And there's, like, this big-titted anime woman, like, pursuing them for some reason. I don't know why. <coughs> so everything that, like, you know, 14-year-old Michael was into. <laughs> that if I'm being honest, maybe adult Michael is into, too. I'm trying to find the name for this one. This one was, was actually bait. I don't know if it's a Japanese manga or if it was a Chinese one. But it's based in China. Oh my god, why can't I find the name of it? Ugh. Fuck, continue talking about yours while I try and find... 
Is it a household affair? Uh, like no. Like a, a really eerily well-drawn uh, hentai comic that no. I think is set in China? No. That has like a plot that is undeserving of a porno comic <laughs> because it makes me interested in the plot. Wait, really? And I'm like, I was only here to jack off and this thing is a fucking 600 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> God, 600 pages? Yeah, there's, like, characters, and there's, like, a, a plot. It, it kind of... Um, it, it reminds me of, like, this yaoi comic called Starfighter, which is very <sighs> well drawn, and it's about, like, these two future Starfighter boys who, like, uh, their ships are, like, co-pilots. Mm -hmm. And, like, one co-pilot guy is clearly an insane person because he jacks off to every fight and that arouses the other guys, so they just end up fucking. Okay. So it's this really weird combination of, like, a good, uh, like, a good art style, but, like, the shallowest pretext of a story. <laughs> but you don't care because you're just there to watch, like, this dude whack off while he's killing people. And then maybe you see the other very feminine dude blow him or take it up the ass later. <laughs> okay. I think the commander gets mad at them. I, I, I found the series, Michael. We can stop. <laughs> the series is called Ogaha. Or Ogeha, uh -huh. in which the story begins <laughs> where, like, this kid who kind of, um, sneak, um, a comet kind of, la a sp not a comet, a spaceship lands on Earth, and out of it comes two caterpillars, uh -huh. who put down an egg, and the egg begins spreading out, like, tendrils, and begins, like, devouring, essentially, life from around the area, oh. and it begins to grow. At the same time, this high, this high school kid goes, mm, is walking through the park, and, um, walking around trying to find, uh, I think it was, like, bugs or just something like he's one of those little bug collector kids. Uh, so a rad kid? Yes. And upon going into the park, you see just this homeless man who's sitting there, who's sitting asleep on the bench, and he makes fun of the homeless man, because what else do you do with a homeless man? No, I make fun of him, that's like an asshole. <laughs> well, the guy, then, the homeless man then gets killed by the, by the tendrils as it's sucking life away from the rest of the... And this kid walks through the park and realizes, a lot of the plants are fucking dead. And gets to the center, and he finds the fucking egg, which has grown into a cocoon, and he sees in the center, like, what looks like a small child blended with a, with a, with a butterfly. So is this anime essentially, like, about, like, the kid trying to teach, like, the butterfly girl how to be a human? No. Oh. No. Okay. Um, basically he goes in, he sees the cool bug, he thinks it's a really cool bug, Shoves his hand into it, rips it out of the cocoon, and drags it by one leg back to his apartment. And by the time it it wakes up and realizes what the fuck has happened, he is currently in the kid's room, and he's freaking out trying to get out of there. And it turns into almost a Stephen King's misery setup, where where you thought like this this butterfly monster was gonna be like this butterfly thing was gonna be like a monster or something because it well just did kill a whole bunch of a park and like two people uh -huh. to grow it. Turns out the kid's more of the sociopath, as he oh, doesn't okay. feed the thing, and he only realizes like what my butter, my bug, and he go, he's just been calling it his butterfly, as he goes to school. Like my butterfly is dying, and it's like wings are like, what's wrong with it? Is like going, well, how you been feeding it on a regular basis? Feeding it, and he hasn't been feeding the fucking thing in the entire time. You see it from little. Um, every time he tries to escape, you just see like the kid who's like it seems like he's caring for his pet. Turn, you see the, like, the artist changed as you see the sociopath in him, like, going, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Oh, okay. Or he's smiling as he's pulling the thing out from the window <coughs> as it's trying to escape back in here, and he tells him, if you go out of here, you'll be killed. 
and begins teaching him like terrible things about the world, so he stays with him. Okay. It is so actually... it's a nice uh, flip over. Oh, it's an alien creature that's going to kill us. It's like, oh no, humanity was the monsters all along. Oh no, it's just, mostly just this kid. Japanese boys are the monster all along. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, take a look at it. There's currently about... Move eight. over, Japanese women. <laughs> Japanese boys got the, the, the head up now. But yeah, take a like look. they never had the head up. Let's put it this way. So this kid doesn't fucking feed them, doesn't even feed the feed the bug until the third chapter. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, if you want to take a look, Michael, that's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. So that's not a kid. That's, like, a teenager. Yeah, like, kid. You, you made it sound like it was, like, a nine-year-old kid. No, it's more, it's a high schooler. Which that's is... not a kid. That's a shithead. <laughs> But nonetheless, it's still... Go do your homework. <laughs> Which he does, and he promptly ignores it. And he basically gives it his only friend, this little soldier thing. Little, little like, wind-up soldier, or soldier that react, little toy soldier that reacts to movement in its sensor. Uh -huh. Which makes noises and shakes around. Which scares the poor bug boy ever, ever more. And he thinks of it as a gatekeeper rather than a friend. Like, oh god, this dude's gonna gatekeep me. Yep. It's a pretty... It, like, there's no... Nothing graphic has happened yet. There's been no graphic violence or, like, kind of, like, weird no, nudity so or anything. On. Yeah. Okay. There's no graphic um, nudity or gore or anything like that. It's more just the suspense as you see, like... <laughs> you think the kid is, like, harboring this alien, which is supposedly a, <clears throat> the end of the world... Supposed to bring about the end of the world. But no, this fucking kid that's been taking care of it is the real monster. Wow. Yep. So yeah, on that happy note for November, <laughs> I think we're going to call it a quits for tonight. Oh wait, I want to maybe introduce another sem uh, segment, which oh. is uh, Weeaboo Gifts. Weeaboo Gifts, Michael? Yeah, well, this was brought on because uh, I get emails from like places like Zazzle and shit. What the fuck's Zazzle? So Zazzle is like one of those websites where you can send them pictures and shit and they'll put it on anything from like pencil cases to like canvases. To oh, clothes. eat the fucking sunflower. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, uh, I got like a, a thing that's like, oh, hey, $40 for a photo quilt. And it's like you can put in like 50 photos and like we'll put it on this quilt blanket. And I thought of, like, going on the internet oh, and no. just getting screen caps of a bunch of, like, anime girls <laughs> with their mouths open and maybe their titties out and they shouldn't be. Like, uh, uh, gal faces? Yeah, like, downloading them at, like, 72 DPI and trying to blow them up to be, like, five inches, buying it and then sending it to you. God damn it. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I'm really liking this fad at anime conventions where people go to like sites like that where it costs like $50 to get a custom printed like all the way around t-shirt <laughs> and people just take screen caps of like, an like animes like they play on VLC or oh, on, like no. a web streamer and then blowing it up to be like big enough to wrap around on the t-shirt oh, and no. you can see like JPEG artifacts and they're not even like keyframes they're like the in-between, so characters are like drawn really weird and their titties are out for whatever reason and they shouldn't be. 
it's like it's like uh, it's like those tabloid uh, pictures of like paparazzi when they take pictures of female celebrities when there's a nip slip and it's like a really awkward picture of the celebrity when she like stumbles or something or even it's just like that midway part of the gate of your walk and there's just a nipple and then it's just like you blow that image up and put it on like a full fucking shirt <laughs> oh my fucking god! Okay, I'm trying this uh, uh this uh, candy that Mark is uh, complaining about. It was weird. It's yellow. It looks like there's uh, sprinkles in it. Yeah, you know, it tastes like lemonade. Yep. And then when he's chewing on it, it'll suck. Should on I it. bite on it? Well, I'll suck on it for a while and then like chew it up, so it gets. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy two minutes of Michael suckling on a hard candy. Uh, 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 uh shit, I was trying to think it's, uh, that's what he said, uh, you know. But no. Just suck on it and then chew it up. It's like, Mark, I think you're doing blowjobs wrong. <laughs> suck on it for a bit and then chew on it. It's like, uh, Mark, is that if you've been doing it? It's, yeah, it hurts, but that's how I'm supposed to, right? It's like, no, Mark, no, it's, uh, you got the first part right, and you were in the ball game, and then you kind of, uh, gnaw you through the path of the umpire. <laughs> uh, all right. And you pulled your dick out, and then you just stood there looking at the big screen with your hands out, and you're like, am I doing this right? What the fuck? <laughs> but one final thing since Halloween has ended, I do want to recommend something else, which is do a. Do I bite down on it now? Yeah, like. Now chew it up and like eat it like a regular candy. Did you get a weird sensation? No, it's just a regular, like, kind of a mid fizzy candy. Okay, that was weird. I don't know, mine, maybe maybe I'm allergic to it or something like that. My eyes are watering a bit right now. I think what happened to you is you didn't lubricate the candy well enough. So when you I will hit, burn you, Michael. No, I'm being completely serious. I think you, you bit down on it too hard and, like, the powder inside went into your nostrils and caused you to freak out. Stop putting this lighter next to me. <laughs> Now the fucking tiny gum sprinkles are stuck to my teeth. <laughs> Enjoy the cavities. But yes, the one series, this isn't a weeb or anything, this is a web series that I found that was actually really good. Called The Last Halloween, since Halloween has just oh, ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who the writer is off the top of my head right now, but you can just literally Google The Last Halloween in which, like, Halloween has rolled around and everyone's personal, like, monsters are considered, everyone has their own personal monster which represents what they fear most in the world, and they've been coming to, and they finally come to ours. Yeah, but they have to protect their own human because if the human dies, the monster, uh, the, the, the tether to the monster is severed and the monster dies too. But if the monster kills its human, it becomes immortal. Yeah. So yeah, and the, it starts from like almost like kind of like a like a cartoon, like almost like a like Calvin and Hobbes kind of yeah. um, drawings to it, and then it just gets really grotesque and brutal. It as gets you see the uh, super apocalyptic. Yep, <clears throat> very your classic Japanese apocalypse horror mangas, haiku. I, I wouldn't say it's a classic Japanese apocalypse because a, a Japanese apocalypse is a very. Um, existential because essentially Japan's already gone through an apocalypse oh, yeah. 
So it's like they don't have to speculate too much of what happens. Like that's what I find interesting about like Japanese like post-apocalyptic well, fiction. Well, it's not so much post-apocalyptic. I'm talking. About. <clears throat> I'm talking apocalypse. Yes, it's true. Of where like you'll have these animes in which like it's literally going. Oh, it's the regular kid. What's that weird thing down like High School of the Dead, which I mean, a classic zombie kind of situation, yeah. or Maho Shoujo of the End, <laughs> which I would have I should have recommended. On which it's literally it's it starts off as a guy going, huh? What's that weird little girl sitting in the front, of the st- sitting in front? Yeah, whatever. Oh, wait, is this the one with like the fucking the Lolita girl? The, the Lolita girl that like keeps asking, "Are you my brother?" No, no. Or are you? Uh, what was it? No, yeah, no. You're right. You got it right. Yeah, that's it's... that's a different one. Which I forgot to recommend during Onitober. Yeah, you forgot. To, I, I was surprised you didn't pull that out. I, I didn't... forgot. No, I think I recommended it on a previous episode. Yeah, I think you might have. I think I mentioned it. Yeah. But nonetheless, in which, you know, like, oh, well, the gym teacher will take care of it. And the gym teacher is yelling at this little little girl to get the fuck out of here. You're not supposed to be at this school. The little girl takes a little wand, taps him on his head, and his head explodes. Oh. In which the kid's going, the oh, fuck? Runs, goes to vomit, vomit in the bathroom. Oh, I've just been a nightmare. I'm okay. I'm okay. So he's walking back to the classroom. He sees the... Blood flying from the door and the window. Kids scrambling to get out of there. And he sees the thing has jumped, has now in the classroom, murdering everyone. Wow. There's, um... If she's gonna, not the only one out if there. If we're recommending non-anime and non-weeb stuff, I would like to throw out Minus. Minus. So, Minus, uh, it's... I love it. I fell in love with Minus, like, the, when I found it. It's ended. It was, uh... I need to find uh, the name of uh, the guy who wrote it, so I'm gonna look that up. I think he's Japanese also, mm. or he might be mixed. He's uh, some sort of Asian, I think. Or actually, you know what? I think he might be Middle Eastern. Mm. So you can edit this uh, pause out as I, I look stuff up. <laughs> we don't have time, Michael. Oh yeah, that's right. So I'm going to fill the air with <laughs> words. Words uh, like these. Words like these. All right, Moist. I've got, I've got wet. <laughs> okay. Orifice. So, uh, genitalia. <laughs> proboscis. <laughs> Saliva. Uh, uh, cloaca. Urinary tract. Yeah, see, that's another thing that bothers me about Monster Meshi. They all have, like, w- like they they have the genitalia of, like, human women and not, like, the genitalia of, like, their respective species. <laughs> that is always something that has bothered me in, like, either aliens and the like is the fact that, like, yes, because all uh, aliens... A perfect human vagina to this terrifying, like, uh, alien. Oh, yes. how convenient. Just like Superman. Remember, he's uh, an alien, too. Let me put down my lotion and retract my hand because my immersion is broken. Oh. I was expecting to see a weird, uh, I don't know, butt mouth. But no, what you have down there <laughs> is a small... Is a small crab-like pinchers with claws to hold you in place. See, like, I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, okay, so... As it eats your dick. Okay, so uh, Minus is uh, was uh, created by Ryan Armand, and it ran from 2006 to 2008. It's very much, uh, like, it reminded me because it's, it's very much uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Except the main, uh, the main character is this girl named Minus, and it's kind of implied that she's God, huh. but God with a mentality of a little girl. 
Hmm. So, uh, like the uh, to uh, as an example of the web comic, there's like one where like scientists find out a meteor is heading towards the Earth, mm-hmm. and it just shows like a sequence of like you know the grief of Earth of people rioting and like you know doing horrible things, and then finally like kind of accepting their faith, and the meteor gets like closer and closer, and everybody is just like, okay, I yeah. guess we're gonna die, and it just shows minus at the top of like a mountain with a baseball bat. And it's uh, it's established that she can basically do whatever she wants. And, mm-hmm. like, she does, like, weird things that, like, hurt and kill the things she creates. Mm-hmm. But it's never shown in, like, kind of a horrific way. I, I'm seeing that with, like, the mermaid <clears throat> ones, where Minus just goes into the pool of water and imagines that, like, a mermaid paradise and plays with the mermaids and the like. And then leaves, unplugs the sink, <clears throat> unplugs the tub, and they all, like... Fly into a vortex of hell. Yeah. My favorite one is, like, uh... Minus creates, like, a little paper airplane, and she makes, like, five little paper people, and, like, she sends it off to the grocery store, and it turns into, like, this weird SEAL Team 6 where the paper people are like, Go, go, go! And they, like, go... They go into the paper store, and people are freaking out because there's tiny, like, four-inch, like, paper, like, cutout people running around, like, stealing candy bars. Mm-hmm. And they take it back into the plane, and they, cr- like, it starts raining... So three of them die, and then, like, there's one without its legs, and, like, the lead paper person is dragging him in a candy bar over to a tree, and a bird shows up, and it pecks the other paper person to death, and then the other paper person loses his arm, and he manages to bring the candy bar back to Minus, and Minus is like, oh, thanks, I already found one, but, like, it's okay, it's like, mission accomplished, ma'am. And there's, I'm reading some other ones, like... <laughs> It shows, like, friggin' Midas is playing along with a ball, and, like, kid tries being a dick to her and throws the ball right at her face. Yeah. And then plants come out and, like, just strangle them. Yeah. Or the funny moment of, she just shouts, men can't walk! And the guy behind him just stops being able to walk. Yeah. It's, um, it's a really funny kind of, like, absurdist comment. We're making it sound, like, a lot darker than it is. Yeah. But it's, like, the way it's presented, it's not dark at all. It's more of that, like, you know... When you're a kid and you're mad and you can't really, like, understand how to be malicious, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like, I hope a pumpkin falls on your head and you fart in your pants, but you poop. And on that bl- lovely note, let's call the end of the night, because yeah. we're getting really off track and it's getting late. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah, like, hook up your your top ramen and, uh, uh I don't know, spit in it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>